Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. I am recording and also ordering an Uber to go to the hot dog store, so. Oh my God. We better make this quick, so. <laughs> Listen, I want to find the nearest hot dog store. That whole video just made me nostalgic. I was just in New York and I'm like, damn. I mean, not that I, not that I eat hot dogs because, you know. Right. That vegan life. And also, Chicago has, like, really legit vegan hot dogs, so, like, Yeah, you know. I believe that. But, uh. Man, I just missed it. I missed those, I missed all, I missed St. Mark's, I missed all, Union Square, I missed all those places in that nice video that we are not addressing in the, before we start talking about it. I mean, I, this is a, a Twilight adjacent podcast, so it I mean, how do you not know what we're talking about right now? So, our, just to start off the docket with a buttload of news that we got this week, because uh, our boy... Our boy Arpats. <laughs> right. He's making the rounds, doing his press thing. He did a, he did a whole episode of The Nerdist, and, it, and I didn't even realize he was doing press for anything, just because, I guess, I was out of the loop. You just thought but, that Chris Hardwick had a lot of feelings about Robert Pattinson? No, I mean, I, I, the only way that people get on that podcast is if they're making the rounds and doing stuff, but I didn't realize he was actually, like, doing a movie. I was like, I didn't know that was happening until that happened. I was like, oh, shit, he's, like, got a thing going on. Right. But, everything. But he did... An amazing video with GQ where he just literally loses his goddamn mind <laughs> in like in yes. comedic it's acting, amazing. dramatic acting. It's it's art when I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put it up in MoMA, please. Uh, honestly, honestly, it's amazing and it's such a mood, truly, because everything about it of him looking down from his mm-hmm. New York apartment longingly as a man (laughs) eats a hot dog him having his shoulders incredibly tensed him putting his phone in his mouth him jumping into an uber and not talking to the driver like everything about it is so me i never thought that robert pattinson would be you know the portrait of mental illness that i was really like looking for and searching for my whole (laughs) life but he really was he really did that (laughs) He did that, yeah. The the hot dog store, like I, I think just... I'm gonna show this video to my therapist and like clear up a lot of things. <laughs> I think it's just gonna make a lot of sense. Yeah, if there's some way that I can physically embed a video onto my business cards, like this is what <laughs> this is my new introduction to people. <laughs> God, it's like those McElroy audio billboards, but just that that whole video in its entirety. <laughs> exactly. Yep, that is me, truly. I love um, it. So, welcome to The Twilight, where we talk about mental illness, social anxiety, and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and also yes. The Twilight Saga. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Allie, and this is what I petitioned the New York Candle to be, is this video. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I petitioned the new flavor of lace potato chips to be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Just Robert Pattinson searching tirelessly for a New York hot dog. (laughs) If only Nikki Reed had known this is what she should have named her baby to be. Fuck. Yeah, that's also also on the docket. We got some... And I'm so surprised Little little Rosalind news. Yeah, this that you did not know that her and Ian Summerhalder were married. I had no idea. I don't know. That the Twilight... And Vampire Diaries universes were inextricably aligned together. Listen, I blocked both of those things out in my adolescence. Because <laughs> as we know, I read, you know, uh, Vampire Academy, and that was pretty much the extent of my vampire adolescence as growing up. Yeah. I... But uh, I knew Ian Silverholder was a guy, and he was hot, and people liked him, and he did things. And then I, I was very confused why you put this in our notes, because I was like, this is not... This is not our domain. Right. But fucking he's married to fucking (laughs) Rosalie and they have a kid. What the fuck? Yeah, they had a child, I think a couple weeks ago, but it did just recently hit the news 
the past couple days because they mm-hmm. announced the name. But I I do think that it's important to note because we've gotten a couple of questions about like vampire related things, and right. I stand the Twilight universe. But I don't know a lot about other vampire things. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, I've never watched The Vampire Diaries. Um, and so Maybe that's I, next for us, you know? Oh, sweet shit. Maybe uh, we just do every <laughs> vampire medium until we die. Maybe. I mean, hey, if we keep getting that money money, like, I'm not going to oh complain. Um, and But I do think that Ian Somerhalder is a very pretty person so i did need to add this in there because congrats to nikki reed um there was some very important news about that so i don't even locking that shit down (laughs) true i mean like the most uh, probably the most attractive couple since you know r.i.p ryan reynolds yo listen it was a a rough time yeah well and i mean we got some very sad news about a certain Chris Pratt and a certain Anna Oh, I'm also sad. So, like, uh, it's been a rough week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like white supremacy uh, aside, a it's reasons. been a rough week. <laughs> but in good news about this week, um, it will be yesterday when this podcast comes mm-hmm. out. Um, there will be a certain anniversary for a certain couple. Um, spoilers i guess um which we'll be talking about in chapter 20 Mm. this week but i wanted to discuss august within the twilight universe today because august is very important to stephanie meyer and there's a couple of dates that i wanted to touch on that we won't really get to for a long Mm. time actually but i wanted to touch on because the fact that it is august and that is very topical so cody i sent you the wedding invitation for Bella and Edward because of the fact that later on in chapter 20, which we'll get to later today, our beloved and not so beloved couple does like kind of officially get engaged. So I sent you this, this (laughs) amazing, amazing wedding invitation. So there's a couple of things that I think that we should touch on here. One, as you noted about a minute ago, Edward's name. Edward has two middle names. This fucking white boy. Yes. <laughs> and they're both like. Yes. Just you can tell. You can tell this man is old and white. <laughs> He's old and white. His yes. name is Edward Anthony Mason Cullen. Yes. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> and just like looking at Bella's name, like Isabella Marie Swan. One, this bitch. I love her yes. to death. But two, like, I can tell just by looking at her name that she loves brown. I don't know why, but, like, <laughs> I just, like, I just get the vibe. I don't know why. Yeah. But, yeah, so the reason why I pulled this is because on the 13th of August is their wedding anniversary. And they were married in 2011, so congrats. Um, <laughs> Did that. <laughs> but the reason as well that I wanted to pull this um, because this is something that Cody had not seen is Cody could you please do me the fantastic honor of reading the address on the bottom of this wedding invitation this sacred and holy unity of two people was done at 420 Woodcroft Avenue Forks Washington are you are you kidding me now Please keep in mind that this this wedding is done at the Cullen home. So No! Are you kidding me? Allie! <laughs> the Cullen flew at 420! <laughs> I am going to lose my mind. I'm, go- I'm quitting this podcast. I've seen it all. I've transcended my physical form. I am a spirit. I am a ghost. I just, I can't. What? <laughs> So this house that that Jessica and Angela and fuck my goodness and the whole squad has not known about up until Eclipse, this party that we just talked about a couple weeks ago, they have not known about. They get the address for this graduation party and they're like, 
motherfuck. They were probably and, so pissed. Like, you could have been throwing <laughs> parties for the whole fucking year. Senior year just ended. Like, we could have just had, we could have been balling out. We could have been smoking that sweet ganja. Are you kidding me? This whole time. <laughs> you fucking assholes. We're at 420. No, it's a, I, I just, uh, And God. also, can we talk about just, like, the inaccuracy of this for a second? Because the whole point of the Cullen house was the fact that Bella was supposed to be dating Edward was that he doesn't quote live in town. Uh-huh. And this motherfucker lives in Forks. <laughs> yep. He lives in town. Like <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like he lives in Blaze at Central. Like definitely in the town. <laughs> yeah. And also like Woodcroft Ave like Stop. Okay, it's fine. This is I've stupid. never I <laughs> Could you imagine if so, it was, like, uh, hard rock or, like, granite, <laughs> cold stone <laughs> boulevard? <laughs> oh, my God. I just, so please, oh, just God. have that inform your reading for the rest of this time. Uh, I'd like so. to talk briefly about this little news that happened about people being like, oh, man, there's going to be new Twilight movies. What? Yes. What? Because, like, whatever. I'm over it. I just, it's, shut up. (laughs) Because, like, all the things have been said is, like, whatever the company was like, yeah, these made a lot of money, especially that in the Hunger Games series, so, like, we'd be open to, like, doing different stuff. There's never been, like, anything solidified on anything. There's no things in the works, whatever. Well, we did get a certain question about it, so yes. Yes, we did get a question from, you know, friend of the pod um, about it. However, there was an article about spin-offs of the Twilight Saga that we'd be interested in watching, and yes. most of these don't matter, and they're silly. However, there are two that are very important to me. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's worth discussing, for sure. One being Vampire MD. <laughs> yeah, Daddy Malfoy. Which is Daddy Malfoy please. just living his goddamn truth. I'm just imagining like a Shonda Rhimes-style like reboot television show, medical gimme, gimme. drama. With Carlisle, and then also him falling in love with fucking Charlie, obviously, and I'm very into it. The yes. other one I'm also interested in is the Untitled Jessica Stanley Project. <laughs> um, and can you imagine, like, her and Lauren just, like, living their truth? That's because... what I'm saying. I'm imagining this. I've been watching, like, a lot of web series lately, just because, yes. like, I, I have a friend who makes a very good one called Middle March, not to brag. Um, and it's but... so good. And it's Holy the best. Shit. And also, like, it's a, it's a very good medium, and I'm very into it. And so I've been watching a lot of those, where it's just, like, a lot of queer women and, like, a lot of queer people in high school just and college and stuff. And I'm just imagining, like, uh, just because I've always said that, like, I I really wish we could have seen more of her friends. Because as soon as, like, Twilight gets underway, it's just, like, the Bella and Edward show. And then Bella, Edward, and Jacob show. But we never really hear about these people until they're relevant and even then it's just like using them for other things or like using them for other plot points right so like it'd be fun to just like see them live their high school lives like their senior year or whatever having fun in forks and all the stuff in like a cute little web series oh i just want it so bad it's all i've ever wanted i love it yes we should touch on this other question since we're kind of talking about bella squad um that we got which was this other follow-up question, uh, <laughs> um, which is, if we could remove one character from the series, who would it be, and why is it Mike Newton? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. Listen. <laughs> yeah, listen. I uh, I would trade out most characters just so we can have Laurent back. Like, I'm fucking serious. I love that man so much. <laughs> yes. Love him. I would sacrifice most of our most of the characters for Laurent. Yeah, I I did genuinely enjoy his character, for sure. Yeah, I, I do think that he adds a lot to the Denali clan. That's for sure. Um, the coven that's up there. Um, we do learn a little bit more about next book, um, mm-hmm. and even we learned about a little bit more, like, a couple of chapters ago when we found out that he was kind of with Tanya and everybody yeah. up there. But removing someone from the series, ugh, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess if I could just remove Mike, if that meant that, like, Jessica and Lauren were just together. Right, because then at least Jessica could realize her queerness a little bit, a little bit sooner. <laughs> yeah. And fell in love with Lauren. Because also, like, removing him doesn't change, like, literally anything. Yeah. Like, if anything, just a lot less, like, gross shit happening. And that would mean that... <clears throat> hashtag cough. Um... <laughs> That would just mean that Mrs. Newton could just spend more money on taking care of herself and investing more money into the store. Oh my god, are you kidding me? And she could just be Wilderness Barbie to the max, which is just all I've ever wanted. You know how many fucking sick diamonds she can get from Mike's trust fund? Like, fucking so many. Just get rid of them. Just fucking, (laughs) who needs them? Exactly. So, yeah. She's gonna treat herself, watch a bunch of Lifetime movies, drink a whole box of wine, and just live her fucking truth, you know? Yes. And she deserves it. I I think that that's great. So... I love it. Yes. The other question that we got today was, can we rate Midnight Sun? So... Somebody's new here. <laughs> yes. We did read it. Yep. And rating it... I mean, it was okay. Yeah, I, I think it was like... I mean, I think we said this pretty explicitly on our little episode about it, but like... It was very enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I, th- I read it in, like, a couple sittings. Like, it was really... I mean, also because it wasn't finished. However, but... <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was an interesting time. And it was a, it was fun to be in his head for, like, a little bit. And also him just literally shitting on Mike for, like, the majority of this novel. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I enjoyed Midnight Sun. Um, yeah. And it was and... also fun to see the vampires in their elements and not through, like, Bella's lens. So that's yes. fun. Yeah, and last but not least, we got an amazing email last night. Yeah, and we actually get to say this person's name because it is our ten dollar patron. Hey, if you want to be a ten dollar patron and get shout out on the show, even if you don't send us anything, just because we love you, patreon.com slash into the twilight. Yes. So this is our fantastic ten dollar patron Rachel, Mm -hmm. who sent us a very wild email last night about kind of following Robert Pattinson around New York yesterday. (laughs) And I don't know how to properly summarize this, Cody, so I don't know if you wanted to kind of take the reins on this. But they were kind of around New York City yesterday Mm -hmm. and had been aware of some of the events that were around and kind of just saw him going about his life. Yeah. I guess. Because, um, like, he had all this press stuff to do and apparently just saw him going in and out of, like, his his hotel or whatever with, like, all these bodyguards and stuff, but, like, there was no paparazzi or anything, so it just looked very silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which was a very so, good mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things from this email is that Rachel said that they had forgotten about the their Twilight obsession until listening to the podcast. And so my favorite part, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So you're welcome. You're welcome. So the end of the email, I guess, is my favorite part is when Rachel says. So basically, the moral of the story is that listening to this podcast had made me an accidental but purposeful stalker of Robert Pattinson, and I have no regrets. Just had to share that if I had not started listening to Into the Twilight, I would have never even considered seeking out Rob, and now I am his full-blown stalker. So I love Rachel... encouraging <laughs> delinquents and stalking. It's like my my fave thing. You're all now, doing great, important... sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> now, the important thing to remember about Rachel is that Rachel respected Robert's boundaries. Correct. And did not kind of interfere didn't even engage really just saw him go in and out and like live the truth and just happened to run into him like yeah on the same street or whatever so i wouldn't necessarily call rachel a stalker however (laughs) live your truth and i did think that but if you want to reclaim that term for yourself you go ahead and do it (laughs) yeah so I thought that that was a great email and i appreciated it a lot very good stuff great job so cody yeah Chapters 19 and 20 today. These chapters were not, like, offensive. (laughs) 
They were not the worst thing. They were the worst thing I've ever read. read in my life. I think we're back on it, back on a little bit of an upswing. It's like the, the slightest bit of an upswing. And we're finally getting into the 20s. Oh, Thanks God. Shit. I've gained like 30 years of my life just from this book. Yeah, we're you finally just, uh... getting there. So chapter 19, Selfish. The summary of this one is that Bella wants Edward to stay out of the upcoming fight. Mm-hmm. And so we ended the last chapter with the kind of wolves getting together and watching this kind of fight. Yeah. And here's the thing. If we do have a bo- like a bingo board, which we don't as far as I know, but if we did, <laughs> I would want there to be a component of it where everyone drinks, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic on there every time that Stephanie uses some sort of adjective for like cool or strong or <laughs> rough because y'all this we would immediate- be dead we would be dead <laughs> or we would be incredibly well hydrated <laughs> or yeah or that because I do not drink so I would just be very well hydrated <laughs> because this immediately starts off with Bella waking up from sleeping and just being like Ah, uh, yes, there is my statue of David. Uh, uh, it was so gross. She was like, it was as if the statue of David just came to life and, like, also hugged me. And I'm like, please, God, I'm, stop. Make it stop. It's, make it stop. It's the worst. <laughs> Thankfully, it ends a little bit faster than normal, which is nice, because she realizes that she's hungry and goes downstairs. The nice thing about Bella becoming a graduated woman is apparently she's on a very anti-cereal <laughs> platform and has changed it up so fuck wow. cereal apparently and she's now a pop tarts woman so there goes that cheerio sponsorship i know <laughs> although just like it's such a portrait of her coping mechanisms with her mental illness <laughs> the fact that she just like her literally just going up and like putting two pop tarts in the toaster is like such a mood <laughs> it is it is yep <laughs> Damn. Same, Bella. It's so weird. Um, also, just her looking at her reflection in the toaster, like, talk about real fucking disassociation hours. <laughs> like, truly. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, especially because it's such a Stephanie thing, too. Like, she can't just say, like, toaster and it be over with. She has to be, like, <laughs> in the reflective chrome. It's like, Stephanie, oh stop, please. It's so bad. <laughs> The thing about this, too, is, like, you know Edward is a Gemini when Bella literally just woke up, and he's like, well, let's just quickly escalate this into talking about my jealousy problems. It's like, well, okay. So I guess we're here and now. Basically, Edward has a very difficult time adjusting to the fact that he does not have a token of affection on Bella's hand, but Jacob does. And so he's just, like, staring at the tiny wolf on her hand. And is like, meh, this is not fair. (laughs) (laughs) So he is like, well, I want a charm on your hand, too. And Bella's like, well, I mean, I can't allow that because you've given me everything just by breathing. (laughs) Which is gross. Like, please stop. And Edward is like, well, what if it's a hand-me-down? And she's like, (laughs) like there's like they're literally just growling at each other he's like well it's something that i've had for a while so how about that and she's like well i mean it's not necessarily okay because you've given me you and yeah it's just all gross like this is just like them in a nutshell this conversation it's the worst and i do like how edward is like you the way you like put me on a pedestal is like kind of weird and you should stop that and yeah. she's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing about this, though, is Alice calls, right, and because she's having a vision about what Bella's decided to do for the battle, and then Edward starts to get a little bit more gross, because he's like, so you want to talk to me about what you've decided to do? And Bella's like, what? I mean, n- no. Like, what are you? I don't. What are you uh, talking what? about? <laughs> Who, me? Um, I, sorry, what? I, I'm just staring at myself in this reflective chrome toaster. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you uh, not tell that I'm having a literal manic episode right now? Please, yeah. lady <laughs> me. 
And she's like, well, I kind of like Jasper's idea. And all that he does is just, like, groans, which is, like, such a mood. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Bella's set on the fact that she has to be able to do something in this battle. Mm -hmm. And Edward's like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. No. (laughs) So Bella's trying to Ocean's 8 this kind of thing, right? Because she's over the fact that everybody is going to be risking their lives, quote-unquote, to try and keep her out of harm's way. And she wants to stop being, you know, like the, I don't know, the damsel in distress for this. (laughs) Which is fair. I mean, I think that that's, you know, it's very in character for Bella, I would say. But Edward is, I don't know, thoroughly unamused and opposed to this idea. However, the cool thing that I think, and I don't know, this seems very in character for Edward, is he just goes off on all of the intricacies of the wolf pack. And he just like fangirls about them. And this is so Gemini to me (laughs) of him just being like, let me tell you everything that I learned about all of the intricacies of the Quilu pack yesterday. Like, this is the coolest shit. And it's just like, Edward... Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. So he uses it against her, especially the parts about Jacob, because there's a lot of stuff that Jacob hasn't told Bella Mm -hmm. because he's not allowed to. And so he kind of uses that as a power play, especially the fact that Jacob is second in command. So it becomes this kind of thing where Bella still has one just woken up and two doesn't know a lot of this stuff. And so it becomes this kind of like chess game between the two of them. And Edward is like, well, I mean, Jake has been keeping a lot of secrets from you. Doesn't that suck? And Bella's like, stop. Like I just, (laughs) (laughs) especially the part about Leah and that she's become a werewolf. Uh, uh, my baby, my baby Leah. Baby. Uh, so there's a part of this that it, it's understandable that Bella hadn't put two and two together. But right. like, Bella, my babe, why did you think that she was at? Yeah. <laughs> at the, I, like, why did you think she was at that meeting? Um, and like, why did you think she was crying? Like, sweetie. Come on. <laughs> I know you're smarter than this. Do you think she was rudely intruding like you were? No. No. (laughs) No. I mean, she mentions here that, like, she, quote, hadn't given much thought to Leah Clearwater. Uh, Like, it makes sense, but we, as the reader, are kind of supposed to know this part already. So, I just, I love Leah, and so, finally getting to the part where we, as the reader, are supposed to understand that she's been part of this pack, I... I love this. Also, we can't get through this goddamn chapter without a fucking Shakespeare reference. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing to do with anything. Yeah. She's like, oh, man, these werewolves really remind me of in some nice dream. You know what, Bella? I'll give a fuck. I'll give a fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, Stephanie just wants to remind you that she was an English major, so. Right, she's like, oh, did y'all, sorry, it's been a, it's actually been a hot minute since I've jerked Billy shakes in a while, so <laughs> you know, I thought it just like slip it right in. Yeah, I do think that it's important that in that specific dialogue piece that Edward calls the imprinting, like he references it as a compulsion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is important for later on as well, and I I just love that. Edward is so intrigued by the werewolves. Like, he he thinks of them as a soap opera. Uh-huh. Uh, this just is so in character to me for him. And, okay, so there's another part. We get some more information about Embry. My sweet love, Embry. Uh. And it's not necessarily good news. Uh. It's actually kind of sad news. So uh. we find out that uh, Embry doesn't really know who his dad is and that that same same Cody <laughs> <It's so laughs> it is um Embry doesn't know who his dad is and hasn't really been able to get a conclusive idea about mm-hmm. it 
So the reason that he's been able to join the pack means that it's probably Old Quill. Oh, Old Quill. Um, old Quill. <laughs> uh, Joshua Yuli or Billy Black, mm-hmm. which means it's either Quill's dad, Sam's dad, or Jacob's dad. Yeah. And nobody really knows. So they're hoping that it's Sam's dad, but Jacob hasn't been able to ask, and I, I we're assuming that Quill hasn't been able to ask either. Yeah. And the sucky thing about that is that all of them were married at the time, which means that, you know, it was some sort of affair, which sucks, you know, because that means, you know, Embry was, you know, like a bastard son. Yeah. Which sucks. Makes kind of the pack a little bit sad. So. Maybe. Yeah. So that adds some sadness to it anyway. Um, and then to tie it all together, Bella pulls some manipulative bullshit. Well, yes. It's not great. Yeah. And what manipulative bullshit is that, Cody? Uh, she doesn't want Edward to do the fight. And he's yes. like, well, I gotta do the fight. And she's like... And then she just, like, turns around, pulls her game face. Yeah. <laughs> just does a little bit of a pout. And it's like... Hi, uh, you left me before, which also, true, valid, yeah, very true, whatever, there's trauma there, I get it, however, <laughs> she's like, I don't know if I can take it if you don't come back again, and he's like, fuck, ah, god, ah, and then just like, dies, and she's just like, and it's not even that she's like, I mean, she doesn't want him to go, but it's not from a genuine place where she's like, man, I had a lot of trauma about you leaving, and I don't want it to happen again. It's more like, I can say these things, just like I, I do to, like, Charlie when I know how to push his buttons and get him to do something that he may not be comfortable doing. Because, like, I'm sad, and, like, I don't want you to leave, you know? Why can't we just hang out together, you know? The thing that gets me about this little scene between the two of them is right after Bella says this to Edward, mm-hmm. he... Stephanie mentions that Edward takes a sharp intake of breath and it's the one part of Stephanie's writing that kind of shocks me in like Mm -hmm. a good way because we know that Edward doesn't need to breathe and so we know that he's doing it out of like an emotional response Mm -hmm. and so it's like oh shit this like got him right like he wasn't expecting this to happen and so I was like damn okay Stephanie actually, like, got it in that moment. (laughs) All right. Um, And so the fucked up thing, right, is so after after Bella says this, Edward starts to comfort her. And she's like, oh, fuck. Like, now now her guilt is going to spiral, right? Yep. And he starts to remind her, like, he won't be far away and it's going to go over quickly. And... She's trying to tell him, like, how do I live through this and everything? And then he tells her, like, there's no reason for your fears. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that he's trying to say this in a comforting way. However, <laughs> Bella is re- reacting this way because of her past trauma, right? right. So what she's doing in this moment is manipulative, There is no question about that. Mm -hmm. However, the reason that she's doing it is because she is afraid. And so him saying this is not really calming and addressing those fears. So like him saying, don't be afraid is not like, that's not, that is not. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'll start doing, you know what? You're, you're totally right. I should just do that. Right. Exactly. So, this is, again, another example of how both of them are not communicating effectively. Yep. So it's just, it's fucked up. And then the, we get down to the end of this dialogue where she offers kind of another ultimatum yeah. thing where she says, quote, so it's one way or the other. Either there is more danger than you want me to know about, in which case it would be right for me to be there, to do what I can to help. Or it's going to be so easy that they'll get by without you. Which way is it? 
and he doesn't respond, right? Because now what she's making him do is choose between being with his family or being with her, who he also kind of considers as family, which is a fucked up decision to do. And so instead of them communicating effectively, mm-hmm. now he is in a place where he is feeling bad and feeling like he's letting down his family and letting down her. And now we have Bella thinking, quote, I wondered if I was a monster, not the kind that he thought he was, but the real kind, the kind that hurt people, the kind that had no limits when it came to what they wanted. So it's like, great. So both of you are in this spot because... Both of you aren't really addressing what you both need here. Or what you want. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is exactly what we needed here. And so the final conclusion was, you know, Edward calls Alice and asks her to, quote, babysit Bella. Yep. So that he can discuss with Jasper about him sitting out. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Groovy. (laughs) And they both end up, you know, she apologizes for doing this, which is, you know, gross and annoying. And it's important that he tells her, you know, that she is, or yeah, that she's a priority of his. Um, But it's just like, gross that this kind of had to happen that way because later on I think in chapter 20 they mentioned that this was supposed to be a good compromise of theirs but this wasn't yeah this is not what I would consider to be a good compromise yeah they talk all the time about compromises and making sacrifices for each other but like they don't really seem to be benefiting anyone Right. They're just kind of like, well, this is somewhere in between these options, maybe. Let's just fucking do that, I guess, because we're too right. afraid to actually talk to each other about what would be a sensible middle, what would be a good way to, like, bring it together. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, yes. We do get another mention of the third wife, so if you haven't been following along yet, that's very important. Uh, uh, <laughs> just sneaking in a little Easter eggs there. Yeah. Alice does come by. She does, you know, remind Bella that she worries too much. Um, And that, you know, everything that she's been worrying about is not important. Which, I don't know, is very in character for Alice. But, you know, is not helpful for her. Like, I, I don't know how to critique Alice in this moment. Because I do think that her reminding about this is very similar to kind of like what friends do mm-hmm. like this seems very much of like a friend would do of like eh, don't worry about it you know but in the same time I wish that you know Bella had a friend to be like hey what you're worrying about yep. it's valid yep. you know and she doesn't have one of those anymore yep. especially when Bella reminds her like about what would happen if it was Jasper instead? And Alice is like, well, that, that's not, that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so important for her to have friends that are outside of this circle, right? Because, like, having her relationship with Alice is very important. And, like, it's a very nice, like, sisterhood type of relationship and bond. But, like, they can't, she can't talk to her about Edward the way that she should be able to. Right. Yeah. And, like, she needs fucking Jessica or someone to just, like, dish and fucking just, like, let loose for a fucking second and be able to talk without feeling like they're always on edge or always, like, trying to, like, keep a composure. Right. And, like, she just needs friends or a therapist or both. Ideally, both. <laughs> Ideally, both, yeah. She needs someone to 420 blaze it with, you Fuck. know? Fuck, I mean, listen. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, fuck. Like, okay, hear me out. Wait, she she hotboxes the thing with Jess and Lauren and Angela, and they just, like, all chill out and have a cute girl's time just fucking shooting the shit, and I love it. Uh, that would be A+. plus. Do you remember that fan fiction that I read about, I think it was Jessica and Bella and Angela 
and then Edward was up in the tree. Oh, fuck like, yeah. <laughs> like that, but there, but like with 420 Blazit <laughs> in there as well. Is that the yeah. only way you know how to say weed? <laughs> but with uh, a little bit of uh, 420 Blazit, yeah. actually. <laughs> Just like a, like a hint of 420 Blazit. <laughs> Chris, is that a weed? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bye. Okay, so Alice is there. Charlie gets home. Oh, we haven't talked about Charlie in a long time. Damn. Yeah, fuck. Um, and what ends up happening is <laughs> there's a lot of stomping on feet <laughs> in this little bit. But what ends up happening is they convince Charlie to let Bella stay over at Alice's house for a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. Because the boys are supposed to be out on a hiking trip. But what... They what Bella ends up finding out is that her and Edward are going to be home alone for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, Bella kind of has a good crisis about that. So she says, well, she thinks anyway, no Charlie listening downstairs, checking on me every so often. And no house full of wide-awake vampires with their intrusively sensitive hearing. Mm. Just him and me, really alone. Uh, (laughs) So she's having a conversation with Edward about this. And she tells him, like, she's asking, and they're, like, talking about it. And he's like, are you sure that's okay? And she's like, well, why didn't Alice tell Charlie you were leaving tonight? And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) This is all good. Um, Because... He's, like, nervous and making sure that that's okay because he's probably thinking, like, oh, shit, is she going to be, like, bored and stuff? And, of course, as we know with Bella, she's only thinking about boning down. That so dick. Yes. So we're, we're in for some good stuff. What we're waiting for, though, because they don't get to leave for a while, is they are finishing this chapter by going to train again. So they head off to the clearing, and what I thought was super cute is when they get there that Jasper and Emmett were already wrestling, (laughs) and Alice and Rosalie were just, like, lounging on the ground, (laughs) and that Esme and Carlisle were just a few yards away, like, heads close together, fingers linked, (laughs) like, they're just, like, uh, just, like, so pure. Um, Yeah. I just, like, they're so... uh, I love them so much. They're my favorite love. (laughs) So we get similar to last chapter where they're just kind of practicing and everything. And that's similar. Like, I don't... We get a little bit of a recap, I guess. The one thing that I wanted to touch on that I thought was super cute is we get a recap of Embry and Quill as wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that this was adorable because they're, they're sitting next to each other and... What I thought was adorable about this is, so Embry is described as a thinner gray wolf and Quill is described as a a deep chocolate brown wolf. And what I thought was adorable is, so Embry is just patiently watching this, all of them like fighting and stuff, Mm -hmm. whereas Quill is like twitching constantly (laughs) because he wants to join the fight, um, which is like so in character for their personalities. And what is described is, like, they weren't monsters even like this. They were friends. And I was just like, "Uh." my Um, heart is broken. I I just, like, I'm cry. (laughs) Uh, I love them so much. Here's the thing. Jacob comes over with Edward and Bella. And (laughs) what I love about this is, like, Edward having to translate for Jacob, Hmm. even when he doesn't really need to because... Bella can kind of pick up on what Jacob is communicating, even in his wolf form. So he comes over and, like, kind of, like, whimpers or something. And Bella lets him know that, like, he's fine. Well, she's fine, I guess. Then Jacob says that he wants to know why or something. And Jacob, like, growls. And um, Bella asks, like, what? And Edward communicates out loud. Um, he thinks my translations leave something to be desired. What he actually thought was, that's really stupid. What is there to be worried about? 
I edited because I thought it was rude. (laughs) And that just is like, I don't know. There's not a lot of opportunities when Edward and Jacob do something funny together. So I don't know. I just thought that was cute. (laughs) So anyway, um, Edward goes and like fights. And so it's just Jacob and Bella together. And that's about it. Oh, we do get this little funny quip where Bella says that she'd never had a dog because Renee was allergic. And Jacob just like laughs. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. I I feel like we haven't talked about it, but Jacob has been much less annoying or irritable (laughs) since he's just been reduced to a wolf. (laughs) I agree. He's much better. I'm not, I don't want to yell at him. He's just doing, he's just chilling, you know? I mean, it's definitely going to yeah. hit the fan soon, but, like, fuck, it's fine right now. Yep. Yeah, we do get some information about the hike that they'll have to do tomorrow, um, like, to help mask her scent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chapter just ends um, with them, like, laying against each other, and it's just kind of peaceful, yeah. ironically, which was nice. So, chapter 20. <laughs> um, Here we go. <laughs> Yep. The best chapter to ever have chapters. (laughs) Yep. So this is chapter 20 called Compromise. So the summary of this chapter is Bella will get married as long as they bone down. Fucking, I love, I love a woman who knows what she wants and has goals and dreams. Honestly. (laughs) And those goals and dreams are just to fuck her vampire boyfriend. Like I just... I love it so much. I love her passion and her drive to fuck the stone man. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Same. Now like the fact that she keeps being like, ah, oh, man, I, I don't want to wait until I'm a vampire to fuck you because I want to see how the stone dick feels when I'm a human. I want to feel it so much now. Yes. Now, the important thing to remember about this chapter. So chapter 20 has a very iconic scene in it mm-hmm. within the, like, the book, I guess, and the movie. So we'll touch on it, I guess, like a little bit later when they actually like get into the, like the bed, I guess. Yeah. But in the movie, that like bed scene of them like taking their clothes off and stuff, it's considered like the quote leg hitch scene. And it's supposed to be like iconic. Like it's known within the fandom as like the leg hitch scene. Huh. And apparently it like... Uh, from what I could find, like, within, like, being on Tumblr and stuff, it, like, awoke people's desire. <laughs> like, it's, like... Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, it, like, has, like, changed people. <laughs> um, wow. So that's just important to keep in mind, I guess. Okay, so this chapter starts off with some fuck Mike Newton stuff. Yep. Because they're getting ready to go for, like, a two-day visit over to the Collins house, so 420 Blaze It. And... <laughs> They, in order to do that, though, Bella had to give away the, the concert tickets to Angela and Ben and Mike. And Mike apparently was going to go to ju- give them to Jessica, I guess. So where's Lauren? <laughs> I fucking get Like, the fact that Bella gave Mike a ticket and not Jessica, so Jessica could pick whoever she wants, being Lauren, is absurd. Like, fuck, Jessica's your actual friend. You haven't spoken to Mike Newton in, like, probably three years. Like, just, honestly, how dare you? Yeah, that's rude. So... But it's fine. Whatever. I'm not mad. Yeah. I don't... I don't understand. The one thing that I really like about this, though, is we get to a part where Bella mentions um, that... I mean, she says that she's ready um, like, she says that she's ready to finally join the Cullen family. Mm-hmm. And that's such a stark change from before. From, like, two seconds uh, ago? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> mainly, I mean, you know, mainly because she's decided what she's wanted. Yeah. I guess. But, I mean, she says that, you know, she's going to be ready to be an asset. Like, she doesn't view herself as a liability anymore. She says that you know her and edward are going to be partners and she's going to do her part now and it's so nice to see bella view herself as such yes and i don't know it's what a glow up i guess honestly (laughs) 
and so what we get is, you know, there's just this one part that she doesn't have yet. And she says, I knew which human experience I was going to insist on before I became inhuman. So, you know, she's got her list that she needs to work on. And she's aware that it, it was going to be complicated, but she says, you know, like, she's going to try. Yeah. But, and boy, you know. does she. <laughs> yeah. Um, but knowing Bella, of course, you know, she's nervous as heck. So she gets there, of course, and, you know, they're driving together, and she's the nervous. <laughs> but she says that she's cautiously optimistic. <laughs> and this whole chapter, y'all, like, rereading it, it was just like, I don't know. It was a trip, I guess. <laughs> so we get some discussion about the hand-me-down first. And so... Bella's like, oh, yeah, I guess I did tell you that that was okay. Edward is like, do you want me to go grab that for you? And she's like, oh, yeah, your bedroom? Totally. Let's go get oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I like ideal. Uh, she's so smooth. I love it. Honestly, there, she has a lot of smooth lines in this whole interaction, and it's very good. Yeah. So, of course, when Edward says hand-me-down, what he actually means is, you know, huge crystal. <laughs> and some of his lines here are, you know, gross. But um, we get some more adjectives of, like, hard and cold. Ugh, um, stop. And, of course, we get the reference to Michelangelo's David and marble. Like, it's all nasty, but... You're not slick, Steph. No, 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 no. So then we get Bella trying to subtly bring up the sex talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Edward even notices, right? He starts to finally pick it up because he's like, listen to your heart fly. It's fluttering like a hummingbird's wings. Are you all right? So Bella finally kind of gets into it. She's like, okay, well, let's talk about your prerequisites. So let's, you know, let's do the green, yellow, red conversation, which... Good job, Bella. Like, yes, thank you. Good job. You're you're getting there. And, I mean, she's even using it, you know, like, let's talk deal breakers. And it's like, good job, Bella. You're getting there. Like, this is great. Conversation and relationships. You know, who'd have thought? But then, of course, you know, it's Edward, right? So he's like, you're blushing. Like, what is Ugh. this? <laughs> he's um, so just a pure baby. I know. And so then... You know, we have to do, a, a, like, a little check here and remember that it is Bella. So yes. she's like, well, you know, I I want to be me still. You know, like, I, I want to still remember what it's like to be a human. Like, she can't yeah. really get it out. No, um, nobody wants to bring it up first. Like, no one wants to say it. So they're just kind of like, uh, uh, until they just start making out. <laughs> it's like, right, Shh. right. And so, yeah, they do. They just start, like, making out. And my favorite part about this, though, is, like, when Stephanie writes, like, his lips froze and I could almost hear the click in his head as he put together my words and my actions. And <laughs> the important thing to remember is, you know, Edward is a very pure soul. Yes. Um, to put it lightly. Yes. He is a, a very pure virgin soul. And he's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I could never. I know. And Belle's like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's very steadfast on the idea that this is not happening. And to be fair, Bella respects that. Yeah. And so the sucky thing about this though is so she takes the rejection not as like she respects it in the like oh okay this is not happening but she takes it as like a oh you don't want me and not a like oh you don't want yeah. this thing yeah so as soon as he reminds her that like oh i want you i just don't want this today like she feels a little bit better but the annoying thing is it's Edward, right? So he says, like, of course I do, you silly, beautiful, oversensitive girl. And it's like, Ugh. Edward, stop. Her feelings are valid and you're yeah. not helping. Right. So the important thing is Bella makes it clear to him that this is a demand of hers. Like, she, this is a non-negotiable for mm -hmm. her. 
which is important. You know, yeah. she she is makes that clear. But okay, we do need to talk about the fact that he breaks furniture <laughs> <laughs> because he's doing it just to prove a point. Yeah, uh, and that's very Edward. And I just Edward. You bought this. You bought this furniture, and you're just crushing a rose just because you can't. Like, yeah, just you're just come on. <laughs> hey, stop. Now, here's the thing. We do need to talk about the fact that he is very concerned about the concept of virginity, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he says he's concerned about her virginity and her soul which i do think is fair like i do think that he is actually concerned about hers however i do think he is concerned about his virginity as well of course of (laughs) course like more than anything in this world i do think that he actually means his i i listen he's just scared because as soon as he starts fucking bell he's gonna come in his pants immediately because he's, he's yeah. just so nervous he's just so on edge constantly I know. he's gonna be so scared <laughs> and you just like wait until we're married then you have to love me forever because yeah. i will embarrass myself I, I don't want you to leave oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, can we talk about they start hooking up again and yes then Edward's like, please stop trying to take off your clothes. And she's like, oh, do you want do you want to do that for me? And like literally the greatest moment of my entire life. Just like smooth operator, fucking Bella Swan. I love that part because that is literally in the movie. <laughs> is it? Uh yes, case two. Now yes. I just need to record just her saying it and then keep it in my heart forever. Great. Yeah, Melissa That's Rosenberg literally lifts that and puts it in the movie, so. Fuck, yeah. We also get this point where Bella does not want to say the word engaged. <laughs> no. <laughs> At all. Never. Which, to be fair, she is 19 years old. 18? Fuck, I don't even know. She is 18. So baby. Yeah. Her age is very important to her. Yes. Um, and right, because she's a decrepit old woman now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's, like, talking about signing contracts and blood. And he's like, that's not funny, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> you do not joke about blood, Bella. It's important to him that, like, we get more contact um, or uh, conversation about virtue and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious to me. What? Yeah, which is nasty. And we get this Edward's gross dad jokes already um, about, like, Ugh. technically I can't ever sleep with you. <laughs> and he's like... Because I can't sleep. Uh. Yeah. Um, like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, shut up. And, so what I meant, asshole. Yeah. And Edward's like, well, you know, since we've made this agreement, do you want to, like, see the ring? And she's like, no. And she's like, well, oh, shit, that was me. Wait, Sorry. hold on. <laughs> Because he, like, starts crying, you know? like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, of course I want to see it. Uh, yeah, shit. Um, yeah, she's like, he's like, do you want to see it? And he's, like, super excited. And she's like, no, I mean, unless you really want to show it to me. And he's like, no, he's like, that's all right. It, it can wait. And she literally is like, show me the damn ring, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to see it. And it's described as... A long oval set with slanting rows of glittering round stones. And my favorite thing is, so she was annoyed and didn't want to see it. And then as soon as she sees it, like a typical Virgo, she's like, it's so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And of course, he's very happy about it. And of course, you know, he's like, well, do you want to try it out? She's like, no. And she's like, well, oh, I mean, yeah. And he explains to her, like, it's not something you have to keep on. I just want to make sure that, you know, I don't have to take it to the jewelers. And she's like, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. Um, (laughs) um, And my favorite thing is he's like, okay, well, I just let me do this once. Just let me get down on one knee. And she's like, do I have? And he's like, just let me do this. (laughs) And so, (laughs) which I think is very in character for them. So he gets down on one knee and he proposes to her and I love that 
she's like, there were many things I wanted to say, some of them not nice at all, and others were more disgustingly gooey and romantic than he probably dreamed I was capable of. And then she just decides on yes. And so, of course, the chapter ends with, you know, him saying thank you. There it is, folks. Yep, and so that's where chapter 20 ends. wants an engaged woman. Ugh, she would hate us saying that. Yep. (laughs) Well, it's fine. She's not real, so it's fine. Or is she? Oh my god. (laughs) Do we have a fanfiction? Please get me out of (laughs) here. We do, yeah. So chapter... For next week, our chapter 21 trails and chapter 22, Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. And before we go, um, I just wanted to shout out Rachel one more time for uh, being our $10 patron. Um, yeah, yeah. And we do have a $20 patron who didn't want any rewards, but I just wanted to say thanks for that. Yeah. Okay, so yes, we do have a fan fiction that I did choose before Rachel sent us that email. I did want to shout out the person who sent me this one to read on tumblr it's let's go on an adventure they sent me this with absolutely no context so (laughs) even better yes so this was updated on august 6th of this year woof it has almost twenty-seven thousand words holy shit and it was written by colon girl 1901 i need to leave <laughs> and it's titled edward Cullen's stocking class 101 oh my god the summary is edward made a deal with emmett that edward could teach a class on how to stalk other people or emmett would tell bella edward was stalking her will everything go well And this is chapter one, and Edward and Emmett's deal. This chapter is really short, so I'm just going to read it to you because I couldn't find a little part that was funny, and the whole part is really funny. Okay. (laughs) Um, It has really binary language, so sorry. Okay. Dear sir slash madam, your child has been accepted into Edward Cullen's stocking class 101 for his, her extracurricular class this year. Please return this letter signed at the bottom, letting us know that you agree for your child to take his this class. If not, then please contact the school to let us pick another extracurricular class for your child. Yours faithfully, Edward Cullen. I dash give my child permission to attend Edward Cullen's stocking class 101 for his her extracurricular class this year. Edward's POV. This letter was sent to every child that signed up to Edward Cullen's stocking class 101. I can't believe I agreed to this. Before you say it, no, I'm not a stalker. Okay, maybe a little, but you see, I wasn't always a stalker. I met this girl and she changed my life and that's when I became a stalker. Maybe stalker isn't the right word. I became infatuated with her. I admired her from a distance and hid behind a bush anytime she turned around. You know, the normal things you do when you have a crush. Like I said, I'm not a stalker. First rule of this class, never tell your siblings you are a stalker. Or rather, don't tell them you like a girl and have been, quote, observing her from a distance. Why? Because they make you become a teacher of an extracurricular cast, teaching children how to stalk other children or people. There are so many reasons why this is wrong. The main thing I can't get around my head is why the school board actually let me teach this in their school. Maybe Emmett is getting better at being persuasive. I sat in the classroom the school had given me, behind my desk, and thought about the deal Emmett and I had made. Edward, Emmett yelled, bounding into my bedroom. What? I asked. I hated when he did things like that. He was either getting really excited or wanted something from me. I have a proposition for you. Emmett went all southern accent on me. What is it? Well, you know the way you become a stalker over this Bella girl? I am not a stalker, I defended myself. Okay, maybe there are a few things where I followed her home from school, or there were more than a few instances where I snuck into her room to watch her sleep, but that was it. Sure you're not, Emmett said in an obvious sarcastic voice. Anyway, back to our deal. If you start an extracurricular class next year on stalking, I won't tell Bella you're stalking her. Why would I tell some girl you've never met a hundred-year-old vampire was stalking her in the first place? Because it'll be hilarious watching her reaction and then watch her try and kick the crap out of you. Where did you get this idea from? I don't know. I got bored and started thinking about how cool it would be if you taught people how to stalk like you do. Yes, because all teenagers should climb through teenage girls' windows and watch them sleep. Wow, when you say it out loud, maybe I am a stalker. Okay, I'll do it, but you're attending this class. Done. Emmett held out his hand for me to shake, making it official. As long as we go on a field trip to Bella's room. End scene. Amazing. And terrifying. Just the worst. (laughs) Uh, 27,000 words. Where does that go? 
God, Jesus. Wow. wow. Thanks, Cullen girl. Thank you always for everything you've ever done. <laughs> Maybe Rachel wrote it. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? As we say in Forks. Get bit. Oh, hi there. Guess you stole Cody's mic and took over the end credits. This is an Earbud Media production. You can pitch a show at bit.ly slash earbudpitch. You can check out the network's Twitter at Earbud Media. And while you're doing that, why don't you follow us everywhere at Into the Twilight? Why don't you just go ahead and check out our Patreon? It's patreon.com slash into the twilight. Just as little as a dollar a month, you can get some cool things like pins and books. Help us do cool things like live streams. You can always help us out for free with reading and reviewing us on Apple Podcast. Our amazing artwork was done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at your ghost host 44. Our fantastic music was done by Eli Kraus, who you can find at KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro of our podcast is done by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore Smith. You can find Cody everywhere online at Cody Captures, and you can find me now everywhere at Into Wild Places. You stayed until the end. Check you out. Good job. And we will check back with you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast. The the, the Strange Little People one, Strange right? Little People, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. When we have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, yeah. It's really cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. As we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not... no, this is happening right now as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs>